To our dear Wellness Couch listeners, we are sending you all our love during these unprecedented times. Now is the time to appreciate what community really is all about. And on the back of our wellness base camps in Geelong and Camden being postponed, we've decided to run a virtual experience that anyone can attend. It's called Crisis to Confidence. Right now, the world faces five major challenges. The first one, fear and anxiety. So Kim Morrison will present Uncertainty and Love. The second one is social isolation. So Marcus Pierce is going to talk about how to build community during these difficult times. The third is mental and emotional despair. So Brett Hill will talk about how to develop resilience. The fourth is financial uncertainty. So Jason Witten will talk about creating financial security. And the fifth is a challenged immunity. So Cindy O'Meara will share how to boost our immunity during these times. Crisis to Confidence will be broadcast live on Saturday, April 4. And if you can't make it, you'll receive lifetime access. To register and for all the details, go to thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's thewellnessbasecamp.com. Thank you, Wellness Cow Tribe. We love you and send our virtual hugs and kisses. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the wholesome box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, so we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hey there, gorgeous listeners around the globe. Thank you so much for joining us today on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. 
And I'm Andrea, and you can find us on social media. So we are The Wellness Women on Facebook. We are The Wellness Women Official on Instagram. I am DrAndrea.xo on Insta and The Period Whisperer on Facebook. And you can find Ashley at Dr. Ashley Bond on everything. And ladies, we've also got a closed Facebook group, especially for you. Um, It is The Wellness Women Tribe. And now more than ever is the time to have these incredible connections with other women. Um, you know, with everybody really, but this is why we've created this forum for you. And we're going to talk tonight really all about why having a tribe is just so critical for, you know, both your physical and emotional well-being at the moment. Absolutely. And I love that um, tonight we're going to talk about how social distancing does not mean social isolating. So is that even a, th- a social isolation? It doesn't yeah. mean emotional distancing, I think. No, that's so, right. So yeah. essentially we're all being told to social distance. This is just um, a new you know, catchphrase. It's uh, become a, a thing since the coronavirus uh, you know, hit the planet. But unfortunately, for a lot of people, they're taking this on board as, you know, it means locking down in their house and not seeing or, or talking to anyone. Um, and what we want to talk about is that even if you're stuck at home, you know, you might be alone or you might be, you know, stuck with your smelly housemates, unfortunately, for some of you. Um, oh, or, man, I feel so sorry for people who have housemates right now. <laughs> or, or maybe it's your family and as much as yeah. you love them, you know, we all need space, right? So um, we totally get it. It's a massive challenge. And, um, you know, for some people, the only opportunity they'll have to leave that environment is actually just to go out if there's need for a supermarket um, or anything else of, of urgency. Um, so, you know, this the whole concept of social distancing is so foreign to human beings. Like we are just not designed to be socially isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people can handle it a lot better than others, but there's just, you know, the progress have been throughout humankind is we collect together in tribes, right? We come together mm-hmm. because the tribe survives and the individual won't. Um, so, you know, this yeah, concept- people need people. Yeah, we need people. So this whole concept of, you know, stepping away from other people and and isolating and distancing yourself is, um, is quite unfamiliar to the majority of human beings on this planet. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously there's, there's plenty of people who would, uh, probably identify like myself as what I would like to call, you know, um, an extroverted introvert. You know, I have to be, (laughs) I have to be extroverted when I need to be in terms of, you know, what we're doing here on this podcast and what I do in practice. But if you ask me, on a Friday night whether I'd like to you know go out and have a dance and have a drink or if I'd like to stay home read a book and drink a glass of kombucha um you know I know what I'm going to choose right I'm going to go the introverted path I always have I always will I know who I am um so this whole idea of you know social distancing um and being at home it's not such a big stress to me, but um, I do completely get, you know, with uh, a lot of my friends who are particularly extroverted, this is going to be a massive, massive challenge for them. And this is where, you know, being um, being alone, we need to help people understand that being alone doesn't necessarily mean lonely. So we're going to give you lots, yes. of, lots of tips and tricks tonight on how to, you know, identify any concerns that are happening, you know, mentally, emotionally, and how you can safeguard yourself against, you know, getting into a, a funky slump because you might be socially isolated. And some of the things you can do, some of the things we do, some of the things that are happening around the globe that we just think are so cool and amazing. And we encourage you to, you know, join the, join the tribe um, and join the community that uh, are doing really good things. 
Um, and I think, you know, just understanding that you're having a look at some of the stats, Andrew, you've got a bunch too. But essentially, you know, from what we've seen, we work with women, right? We love ladies. We love looking after women's health. And, you know, at this moment, the, the research suggests those most at psychologically, you know, risk um, from experiencing anxiety and depression in this situation are women 16 to 24 years of age um, and often with, you know, maybe a background of anxiety or depression or anything like that. And mm. I think that's, you know, such a big deal, right? Because the most, I guess, socially active people are that age group, not just, you know, out and about in the community um, and in, you know, in social environments, bars, pubs, clubs, and all the rest, but also on social media. Uh, so yeah. we, we tend to find there's that, that massive high drive, but still that need for human connection, whether it be shopping with your girlfriends or, you know, hanging out at a cafe or whatever it is. It's just that, that desire, that need um, for connection. So, yeah, it's a pretty stressful situation and uh, I think we want to acknowledge that straight up, that for anyone who's cruising along going, yeah, yeah, it's not too bad, she'll be right, mate, you know, typical Aussie kind of attitude mm-hmm. about things. I think the first thing we all need to really do is to acknowledge this as a massive global event, irrespective of, you know, what your personal beliefs are on the why, the how and all the rest, um, but just to acknowledge that there is a massive shift in um, how people are feeling and that fear and anxiety and for some people, you know, it's depression. Some people, it's boredom. Some people are angry and frustrated and irritable by the fact they're being told what to do and where to go. Um, there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I think the first that we all need to, you know, do is to acknowledge, yeah, this is, you know, um, a really tough and stressful experience. So, yeah. I- so we're obviously still, you know, like deep in the, the midst of COVID-19 or, or coronavirus and, Ash, I wonder why, did they give any kind of explanation as to why that age group of 16 to 24 are most at risk in terms of women um, for uh, having more detrimental or more severe reactions to this social isolating? Because I'm just thinking from like, you know, a hormonal and evolutionary perspective, that is optimal, like despite, you know, what we do in modern times, that's kind of optimal fertile time Mm -hmm. for women as well. That's, you know, obviously optimal, um, you know, uh, ovarian reserve optimal egg quality and all so i wonder if maybe we're um wired as women um at around you know kind of that 16 24 year old sort of age bracket to we're driven to be more of social butterflies to be seeking out that mate for the you know i guess the progression of the species i'm just I, thinking in terms of i um, hear all, these, the all these mothers of teenage girls like gasping in horror right now being like what no i'm not I mean, letting my 16 year old daughter out of the house ever again i <laughs> know i don't mean that but if you look at um just obviously throughout history a woman's body is i'm not saying that emotionally or anything else is the best time to conceive or have children absolutely not but physically speaking and from an evolutionary perspective, um, particularly in the early 20s is when women are best equipped physically for, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, ladies, I'm not promoting, oh, my gosh, teenage pregnancy or anything like that. Totally digressed out of that. No, uh, no, no, no. You're, you're on the mark there, though. I think, And I yeah. think that's a big, big part of it. I mean, this comes out of, um, so if you want to find out more about this, it's a Dr. Adam Kaplan. He's a PhD neuroscientist at John Hopkins University. So, you know, he's in the School of Medicine and Psychiatry there. So I'm, I'm just assuming they've probably got some studies. I haven't got the data right in front of me, but um, it was a nice, you know, brief summary. And I thought, yeah, cool, that's you know, good, good information. Um, and particularly the fact that they also highlighted some other 
areas, you know, that could predispose people to risk. That includes healthcare workers. And mm-hmm. sometimes um, they've found as well in general, anyone who's had past trauma, because these kinds of global events can actually unearth and um, and bring up to the surface some of those past traumas because of the way they exacerbate and heighten our stress responses. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I think that, you know, there's a lot of feelings that can really um, exacerbate an already stressful situation for people. Um, so it's, it's a really simple thing to say, like, keep calm and carry on. Um, but it doesn't, doesn't work that easily for, for a lot of people. And we see that in our clients, haven't we, Andrea? All, uh, I felt like last week, it was almost like kind of business as usual. Everyone was pretty chill. We were kind of going on, on the flow, um, in our office. And then this week, it's been like a flip. Like I'm just energetically feeling people feeling much more, uh, worried, much more concerned about what's going on. Um, obviously, you know, when the government starts closing down lots of industries, there's those risks that um, are there, including things like job loss, financial hardship. Um, there's, you know, kids leaving school. We've got year 12 is trying to finish school and they're not able to go to classes. University studies are being put on hold, practical classes that are being delayed for, you know, who knows how long with, you know, talking to a chiropractic student, right, final year of uni, fifth year, and suddenly they're like a three-month hold on all clinics. Like the worry, the stress, how's this going to work? Am I going to get out the side of this? How much is it going to cost me? Can I afford to do this? Um I can see why people are losing sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if uh, there's all of those stresses compounded with the fact that maybe their normal um, way of uh, defragging and letting go is people who are really extroverted who get that sense of de-stressing and recharge when they spend quality time with other people and particularly for women women need to um they need to talk and i don't i'm not saying this to be cliche or stereotyping or anything like that a woman's brain is wired differently to men's our hormones work differently to men when we're stressed we will fuss about our environments we tend to befriend we don't necessarily do that fight flight or freeze thing that men do we don't need to isolate ourselves and we get recharge and stress relief from essentially talking and debriefing um, which is probably why ash like even just having this podcast um after like a really intense day um or intense week really just the um coming home experiencing so much stress and anxiety from you know the people that we're serving and taking care of is like it's a pretty heavy load and we've got to be so conscious with our own kind of self-care practices to make sure that we're not really harboring too much of that and that it's not affecting our health as well and there's so much strong evidence that links perceived social isolation i think that's a really important thing with really adverse health consequences and interestingly enough these health consequences that it's linked to are things like depression poor sleep quality impaired like cognitive function um accelerated cognitive decline as well you know cardiovascular issues and really importantly impaired immunity and this is at every stage of life. This is not just for our elderly population, although obviously we're very concerned about them at the moment. Um, and even more so, there was some research that came out last year um, that they did a study of over half a million adults that showed that self-isol- or social isolation increases your risk of premature death from almost every cause for every race. So this is indiscriminatory. So it's com- um, comparable to smoking and obesity. So people need people. 
But the important word there was perceived social isolation. And this is the point of this podcast tonight. So even though we have to be distancing at the moment and there's, you know, obviously government mandates that we need to be a metre and a half away from other people um, or, you know, in the US that's, I think they're saying six feet away from other people, that doesn't mean that you're emotionally distancing. So there's certainly still ways that you can have as much um, stress relief if you, say, are an extroverted person um, or still have those deep, enriched conversations or connections with your girlfriends or loved ones that's going to provide hopefully just as much enrichment um, as it would, you know, seeing them, although it just might mean that you have to give them virtual hugs instead of actual ones. (laughs) Well, there's been some great, you know, pivoting and shifting as well. I mean, for a lot of people, they love the the outlet that is not just a stress relief, but a social, you know, environment such as yoga classes, Pilates classes, you know, the gym, like there's just so many tribes that we we create for ourselves that often we're not even conscious or aware of the needs we have. We've just created them. And then once they're taken away from us, that's also why you said we can feel such a perceived isolation. Can you imagine if your routine is every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you go, you do your, like one of my clients today is really lovely. She has her, uh, what do they call them? The silver, they're, 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 they basically the aged classes, but she's it's got a cute oh, name. Oh, cute! And so, yep. and so her thing is, it's not just the physical exercise; it's the fact they go have a cup of tea after, you know, and, yes. and do all that stuff, and they sit there, yep. you know, for longer, you know, having a chat than they did actually do any exercise. But to her, you know, that's a that's an essential part of her week, and she yeah. was feeling quite. Um, quite down and I thought oh isn't that interesting it's such routines and this is something she's been doing for like a decade so it's not like it's a it's just a oh I've just joined for the term it's it's like this is my ritual this is my life this is what I do um so to have that taken from her suddenly she feels quite um quite anxious I saw she's you know quite visibly shaken by it and you could see there was a real effort for her to come in today she's usually pretty upbeat but she was really flat and um, I felt such a privilege that she came in so we could you know chat and just sort of debrief and talk about some strategies about how to help her feel a little bit less um disconnected because also there's that generational issue right um you know a lot of people are not very technologically connected you know she's not of the generation that sits on you know, Instagram or Facebook or, you know, she just doesn't go ring up a Facebook, you know, call with someone. Like, it's just not her thing. So, yeah. we we see all these groups being created at this time, which totally suits certain demographics and age groups. But for some groups, it just doesn't work at all. And for, you know, people who don't have good access to internet and all that sort of stuff, then, you know, again, it becomes quite uh, socially isolating. So, we still think, though, that, you know, isolation doesn't necessarily mean, you know, desolation and desperation. We think that uh, there's lots of different ways we can create this social distancing with a positive spin. Um, so, Andrew, what are some of the things that you've seen that have been helping people to survive this concept of, well, it's not a concept, right? It's a mandate of yeah. social distancing. I'd love to say it's a concept, but it's not. It's um, it's enforced and it's enforced in pretty much every country across the planet, some more so than others. I'm just every day thanking my lucky stars we don't live in some, you know, one-bedroom studio in you well, know on the eighth floor right where i've yep. got a home i've got a front fence i've got a garden i've got a you know a, a space yeah. that i feel like i can survive in for a long period of time but i would yeah. pretty much go stark raving mag if i was stuck on one of those cruise ships <laughs> in oh, one of those gosh, you know like non-balcony one bedroom cruise ship 
things i'm i'm not sure we call I, that oh recycled air oh. well ash what you're describing the the you know one bedroom studio type apartment is mm. my little sister joanna in brussels yeah so right. joe lives in mel uh in in belgium and obviously in europe like their apartments are tiny so she lives in a one bedroom apartment and it's beautiful but it's still like you know it's still a one bedroom apartment and they have like a little terrace um like kind of balcony but you can't go out onto it it's just sort of like the windows open out uh and they are just you know it's her and a partner who live there they're working from home they've been in lockdown for i think this is two weeks now um for you know however long it's going to be and uh, we have a thing where she's sending me Snapchat videos every day and she, we're calling them quarantine diaries, so we're trying to make them funny. She's sending me stuff about what they're making for lunch, what they're eating, the foods they're making, um, what exercise they've done that day, uh, all sorts of different things. And it's just to be able to like kind of share in the story. Um, they are allowed to go out and exercise once a day so they can still get out of you know the apartment, thank goodness, because surely just being cooped up all day long would make them go get a little bit of cabin fever um, and so that they can do that and they're definitely pushing it and they're uh you know figuring out how far they can run and all of that sort of stuff but she sent me a video the other day of at eight o'clock each night everybody goes to their balcony or to their windows and they clap and cheer for all of the healthcare workers, the first responders, and all the people who are still out in the trenches. And this includes the supermarket workers, the people in pharmacies, pharmacists, um, you know, maybe the council workers or whoever it might be, but those who are still out in the trenches who can't be completely isolated. And um, it was such a beautiful video. It like brought tears to my eyes because they did it with so much passion and gratitude and they were like cheering and yelling and clapping and it was like just such a beautiful sight to see. So I think those little things, and it might seem so inconsequential, but that's such a big deal and will make everybody else feel connected that they're doing that same thing at the same time. And some little things that I've noticed, even though being out of the house at the moment feels really strange, and when you're in the supermarket, if you have to, um, you know, be in close quarters with somebody else, it feels really weird. Um, when we're walking the dogs, even though obviously everybody else is at a distance from us, like I found that if you make eye contact with them and if you smile, that that distance um, is not so loud, I guess, and you really feel that um, and you can feel that connection. So we're like trying to really make a point of even though everyone feels weird even kind of looking at each other at the moment. I don't know if you felt that, Ash, like oh, it's, all it's you know, so, it's, so bizarre. Yeah, like, no one completely. even wants to make eye contact. So we're making a point of that. Like we're far enough away from everyone. We're making eye contact. We're smiling. We're saying hello, good morning, um, you know, and trying to still maintain that connection with society. <laughs> And I think that's a big part, right? Because what, what I think is really driving a lot of, you know, the, I guess the emotional turmoil of all of this is that literally our daily routines have been flipped. They're completely out of whack. Um, and just retaining some normalcy, some little normal daily ritual is a key part of how we can get through this. And so I'm encouraging people, what do you normally like to do? Uh, okay, so you can't do that. So let's substitute. Let's find another little ritual that will help fill that void that you feel like you're lacking something, yeah. you know, create something different. Um, and so I love that idea of, you know, making an effort that you 
you can't kind of walk along and get too close to people, but you're consciously trying to get that connection. I mean, Ollie and I were sitting on the footpath, um, drawing some pictures and, um, with chalk and people were literally crossing the street. And I'm just like, um, we're a mum and a kid sitting on a footpath and like, you know, head down, eyes away, like almost like I felt like I was like, what are we looking infected or something? Like I felt diseased just by sitting there and having people avoid us. But, um, you know, I understand why they're doing it and I guess it's respectful both ways, right? Because they're yeah. respecting our space, but, you know, also respecting their own. Um, but just, you know, not having that routine, um, not having that connection mm-hmm. is a big part of it. So I love that, you know, people are still walking their dogs, making that ritual, you know, same time of the day, every day if they can. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being cooped up inside is just not normal for most people. So um, particularly if you've got other family members at home, like I've got Pete working from home, our routine is flipped. Ollie is so used to having mum in the day on these days at these times we do these sets of things mm-hmm. and now it's like oh dad's there too mom papa mama, papa and he's just playing us off big time like manipulator <laughs> to complete manipulator it's making parenting really hard at the moment because it's not the fact that he's inside it's the fact that he's got another like parent in the house when he normally doesn't so he's just like you know, if I say we're yeah. not doing that right now, he's just like, ah, Papa, Mama's not being nice. And I'm just oh, like, no. oh, my Lord, you little cheeky bugger. Um, so, you know, what was normally a very easy routine has been a little bit challenging these last, you know, two weeks in particular. So, Oh, been- and I really take my hat off to couples who, oh, sorry about the dogs in the background. I really take my hat off to couples who are both working from home now together in close quarters and I saw a hilarious thing on social media the other day like a little pro tip from someone saying that if you're working at home with your significant other you should invent a um, like a colleague so a third person um, and then just blame every everything on them so oh that Karen she keeps leaving all the cups around the house oh, or like you know it. that that Karen she left out there it wasn't wasn't me <laughs> I'm like, what a good idea. I thought that was so funny. Just like, you know, invent a mystery colleague um, who does all that stuff that you can blame it on. Well, they are suggesting this is going to be, you know, the time of either many babies or many divorces. So... (laughs) You know, like it's definitely going to test relationships. And um, if you're feeling a bit stressed out by that right now, this is again, remember we talked about being adaptive, right? Because there's a lot of us, it's the routines of our days, the separations that actually help us keep our relationship strong because that's part of it too, right? Like, I mean, how normal is it for a man and woman to be cooped up in one place for extended periods of time? Like we're just not really, even if you've got the strongest marriage ever, like I've spoken to enough clients who've taken like a six month trip around Australia or something and they're just like, yeah it had its moments like <laughs> they- I know, even when dean is, oh i shouldn't say this so loud but because <laughs> you might hear it, even when dean is home on my monday where i don't see patients so i'm i'm working from home but he's you know obviously out of the house if he is home on a public holiday he throws my whole week out <laughs> yeah yeah you've got stuff like, to get I done i need I need that that time and that space. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting times. Um, and I would certainly encourage everyone to have excellent communication skills and also find a little pocket of the house, even if it's just, you know, a tiny little area that can be just yours and just sacred, um, that, that might be 
you know, a little bit helpful. Or go into the bathroom, close the door and take a long bath. Ah. <laughs> and look, I think it's fair enough to ask for uninterrupted personal space, right? Like even if you're both working from home, that doesn't give your partner the right to just walk in and interrupt and talk and, you know, and do things. Yeah. You're, you need to block it as if you're at work. You know, just keep those blocks. Great. We'll have lunch together at, you know, 12.30. See you then. Kind of that. Yeah. Like Set yourself office hours. Yeah, yeah. Keep yourself that routine. So, um, or, you know, or otherwise, you might be the other type of person that completely loves the liberty of being able to just go hang together and sit side by side. I mean, embrace whatever yeah. makes you happy and feels right. You know, that's for me, a big one is just like, if it works for you, it works for you, right? No judgment. You can do whatever yeah. you like. But, you know, for me, I'm pretty much like a solitary person in general. So whilst I love company, I also love to know that I've got some space to do something, get it done, and then, you know, go and socialize, connect, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, find, find the things that work for you, but definitely 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 try and create some routines amongst the chaos and that is you know a massive point we want to drive home tonight is that there's so much uncertainty we don't know how long we might be isolated for we don't know if you're putting quarantine whether that's two weeks or a month we don't know how long this is going to last we don't know when they're going to flatten this curve they keep talking about i still don't have any freaking clue what that means but i'm just like okay yeah that makes sense um i'm kind of like just agreeing to agree on something i'm just like they obviously have got some modeling going on I don't know how it applies right now, but, you know, time will tell. I think that's probably my, my basis philosophy right now is like, sure, that's amazing. Time will tell. Like, it's just like we don't know until we get there, right? So that's uncertainty for a lot of people is like extremely unsettling um, when most of us are pretty much control freaks. We like to have control of our lives in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, ladies, I want to talk a little bit now about just ways that you can feel, I guess, or acknowledge the difference between being alone and feeling lonely. Mm. So how you can kind of survive with this emotion, so social distancing, but not emotional distancing. Um, and I think this concept of feeling lonely is um, very individual, very subjective, and it can be completely up to your own perception. And it's interesting, and this is totally off topic, but if you think about, um, okay, if you've ever thought, are we alone in the universe? Uh, you know, if there, is there life on other planets and all of that sort of thing? And I think that are we alone in the universe? I think philosophically as humans, in a way, yes, because if we were out, say, in the bush all by ourselves and there is all sorts of animals and insects and noises around you, you would still feel like you were alone, if that makes sense. Yeah. So there's there's a big difference between being alone and feeling lonely. So um, what I want you to do is if you are starting to feel lonely, I want you to think about the people who you care really deeply for. Think about the connections that you have in your life and think about some amazing times that you've had with them as well. And then obviously reach out to them too in whatever medium or forum is like helping you to connect right now. So I'm staying in touch with my girlfriends, you know, every day. Ash and I are texting every day. Um, we had a group call last night. We did again on Monday as well. Um, obviously, the social media um, for this, <laughs> I guess, it's, this is social media at its best, right? It's helping to connect us with everyone around the globe. Um, you know, my little sister and I, we're sending each other Snapchat videos um, all day, every day 
it's just our little ways of connecting. My grandmother, my 90-year-old grandmother who lives in Sydney, um, she doesn't do technology except for the phone. So I am calling her to check in um, and desperately trying to get her a lot like an iPad so that we can Skype and and those sorts of things so she can see us because usually she would have visitors all the time even though she's 90 she still would be going out and getting about and everything else but she can't do that right now so it's so important that we have other ways to connect with each other and so that we can feel connected and not really succumb to that loneliness i don't know ash what other tips do we have for them to kind of look i think that yeah, just get engaged with things that you can do, you know, yeah. not rather than dwelling on all the things you can't do because we're in a time where you feel like there's a lot of things that have changed in a very short period of time. There's a lot of things that feel as though they've been taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's all about regaining some of the things we can do. So you were talking about that concept of, you know, when you're feeling lonely. I don't know about you, but I think it's for me, I whenever I felt lonely when I was away, often I got a lot of homesickness in my first six months when I lived abroad and it was really, I had yeah. some really tough times and often because of the time zone differences I just couldn't call on someone when I really felt like I really needed them um so you know for me photographs I loved you know just scrolling through some photos and checking yeah. out things and just feeling like a, like trying to feel the energy of that photograph that time yes. I felt so happy with that person that that moment that experience oh my gosh I'm so grateful for that gosh I you know I really loved that oh I remember when usually it brought up a bit of a smile a bit of a laugh just something funny that had happened it triggered that memory so I think it's a great time if you um, have all this free time on your hands, right, to do some silly things. Like I don't know what your phone's like, but my phone literally has thousands of photographs. So I reckon I probably should sit down and go through and organize some of those photos, create some albums, delete all the crap that doesn't need to be in there. You know, just do something really yep. positive um, because otherwise it's just like I call it digital clutter. It's um, it's all these things that are digitally saved and I really don't think I'll ever, ever look at them again. Uh, so I might just go through my digital clutter and just uh, tidy up and have a little clear out through there and go through some nice photos and things like that. So, um, Yeah, of those thousands, like 99.9% of those would be photos of my dog. <laughs> yeah. And I will, I'm going to have a really hard time deleting any of those, which is so ridiculous. But, yeah, I think that that's a great idea. Put things into folders. I don't good. There's so many productive, amazing things that we can be doing with this time. And at the same time, it doesn't have to be um, task two. It doesn't have to be a productive time if you don't want it or you don't need it to be. Um, that's also absolutely okay. But definitely staying connected is just so incredibly important. I'm encouraging my mum to join an online book club um, because mum is usually part of a social group um, and they, it's, you know, a whole bunch of like middle-aged people who go out and do things together, hence the social group. Um, Yeah, but they would have at least one dinner together each week um, and they'll go to different restaurants and all different sorts of things. And obviously they can't do these things anymore. And I really feel like my mum needs that. Um, So yeah, I'm trying to encourage her to do like be part of clubs that are online now. Um, Yes, I think that that's a good, good little, little tip. And there's so many of them too, isn't it? So find your interest areas, you know, explore some, maybe some new interest areas. You might want to take up a new hobby, a new art, a new craft or something, and you'll find some groups that are associated with that and, you know, join the Beginners 101 class so you can learn something new. I mean, there's a lot of positives to be taken out of this. I guess 
I'm one of those, you know, eternal optimists. I just think that yes. for every bad thing that happens, there's a silver lining. There's great things that come of it. I'm already seeing the the self-awareness that's coming. I'm just fascinated mm. by people who've been so caught up in this stuff and have spent so much of their life just busying themselves to avoid the realities of some of the choices. And now that they're forced to slow down, there's this introspection, this self-awareness. They can't busy themselves. They can't hide behind the mask of, you know, of busy. They actually have to get yeah. real about what they're doing, where they're at, you know, who they choose to be with or around. I mean, I think that's a, such a liberating and empowering opportunity to make real, radical, positive change in your life. If you choose to see it that way, remember it's perception. So, um, we feel like you ladies listening are so, you know, switched on, you engage in our content in a way that, you know, you're seeking change, positive change for yourself. So, try, you know, finding ways that this is going to be the next best amazing part of your life. You know, you're going to launch out of this with something great that's going to happen for you. Um, you know, I was talking to someone today and he was made redundant. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry for you. He's like, oh, no, it's freaking amazing. I'm so glad about it. I wanted to quit. And I was like, oh, good. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I sort of went the commiserations and he's like, no, celebration. Like, it's kind of cool because I get a payout and um, now I can go do something better. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, great. <laughs> um, so, you know, yeah. even though there's some bad things that will happen, let's try and spin it and, um, and make positive things out of that um, because for me, you don't you don't get to choose the bad things you know like this is something no one wanted no one wanted this global collapse you know we don't want this economic hardship to ripple across the world we don't want all these people to lose their lives and all these families and you know friends to be you know disrupted connect disconnected we don't want people to feel grief and pain and trauma but Unfortunately, this is part of the human experience um, and, mm-hmm. and fortunately too because this is just the way it is. Uh, I sort of, you know, try and get really flat and real about that because then maybe it draws you towards things that inspire you more or maybe it helps you seek mm-hmm. um, seek faith or seek inspiration or, or seek spirituality that works for you, that serves your life better. Um, so that's just my two cents worth. I just think that there's a lot of good that's going to come from this. I'm just a bit annoyed though that there's certain things like, you know, social gatherings that can't occur. Like there's a, there's a couple of things like the Victorian government um, put through some new um, – cheeky little things allowing for increased gas and explorations and no one can go and no one can go and you know like join together oh, protest exactly oh, no protesting goodness. no marching no loud voices on the street like you just so it's like oh that's a bit cheeky right like that's the negative spin effect that there's could be some things that don't allow for social activism in this period of time because we can't get out there yet yell holler loud barricade like that's part of being human too you know standing up for what we believe yeah. in um that's the drawback i'm seeing but you know for most parts i'm seeing opportunity that people can um, can pivot and shift into something better you know for businesses that are solely reliant like us on services where we see people face to face one to one it stings it's gonna hurt us big time like both yeah. of us are looking going oh my goodness this is gonna hurt us badly but yeah. um you know look it's something that we're just gonna have to walk through fire and we'll come out the other side stronger for it um we'll have more conviction we'll have more absolute certainty that what we do and why we do it is because we love it it's our sole contract it's what we're here for it's what we do um and we'll keep doing it anyway and i think both andrea and i are the same in that we just are not gonna let this burn us out this is not part of our, our story but it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting because both of us are going to have to work 
on our businesses rather than in them, which is such a different thing. I'm almost sort of going, oh, wow. So if I can't be with people, I'm going to actually have to, you know, tidy the systems up, do some work, maybe on some social media yeah. things that you and I are both so slack with social media at times. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, and you know what, ladies? It's just, it's not that we don't want to be there with you. It's just that we are so damn busy yeah, and yeah. it's not an excuse. It's just reality. And, um, the people that are in front of us that we're serving is just, it, it takes up every last ounce of, you know, Love. everything that, yeah. yeah. And everything that I've got left to give. So, you know, we've had people along the way that have really assisted us with that. Um, and we're still kind of navigating that team, um, a little bit. So we will get better at it, but we are really committed to having this tribe and creating that forum for you because we do want to help and we do want to connect with you and we do want to help to navigate you through this as best as we possibly can. And we know that it's going to be hard, um, but we are absolutely here to help and we're here to serve you. And we are so grateful that you've been on this journey with us for so long. Um, and, you know, Ash, if we do go into total lockdown and we can't physically see patients, then um, it's going to give us such an opportunity to just record so much amazing content that uh, we've been putting off just because of the heaviness of some of the topics that we know that when we dive into that, it's going to take a long time. So A lot of brain power. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which sometimes we don't have at nine o'clock at night yeah. um, after, you know, um, such, such big days. Uh, so, ladies, we are still so grateful that you're on this journey with us. Um, and I think that that's – I actually think that's a good thing to wrap up on. Yeah. So make sure you go to our Facebook closed group, which is the Wellness Women Tribe. Um, so go in there. There's a couple of little questions you've got to answer just so that we know you're a real person and not a bot. Uh, and we are going to start um, posting in there. We'll put some videos and all sorts of different things, and you can kind of see what life is like for us as well, particularly if we go into lockdown. We'll definitely be communicating with you um, a lot there too. So, ladies, thanks again for joining us on Wellness Women Radio. You've been listening to the Wellness Women, so Dr. Andrea Huddleston and Dr. Ashley Bond. Ladies, until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.